Hello, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, a podcast where we play through games. I'm your host, Jared, and I'm joined, as always, by Kai and Ben. How are you gents doing today? Doing well. Can't Kai lifted his, his tea, tea mug in the air for all you uh, audio listeners. Tea. Mm. Yes. It's like, hello, it was, hello. It was coffee, but yeah. Oh, well. I, I, I should have. I don't know why I said tea. You always drink coffee. I don't know why I assumed it was tea. Yeah. I've never heard of Kai drinking tea. I mean, it I mean, it's, it's a rare occurrence. It's, a rare case, it's usually later it in the day when I mm. need to sleep, but still want something warm. But yeah, definitely. Nice this chamomile. Is, is a, actually, chamomile fucks me up. I don't know what it is about chamomile because everyone's always like, chamomile helps you sleep. Chamomile makes like, you relax. Shit, to help bro. you sleep and relax. Just not my, uh, not my high strung ass when I drink chamomile. <laughs> it's like fucking doing cocaine. I'm just like, oh my God. Never gonna see. I need more of that chamomile. Ben, what do you what are you drinking today? What's on what's on the the menu? Uh, not a sponsor. Oh hell yeah! Mm. Me and me and the monster are in inseparable. Um, uh, but I have, you know, I recently got a blood test result back, uh, and they were like, "You should lower your cholesterol," because um, apparently my cholesterol is quite high. And I was like, "That makes sense." I eat really <laughs> shit, so. <laughs> I have, I've, gone, I've gone for the sugar-free monster because I just want that caffeine. You just gotta get that hit. That sugar-free, um, that sugar-free monster. Monster sponsors yeah. us because uh, we'll play Death Stranding if you do. Oh, yeah. God, please. <laughs> I, I'd actually, like, not metaphorically, I feel like I would literally die if monster sponsored us because I couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't hack having a monster fridge in this fucking game room. Just like. bed in the background. It's just like towers of monster energy boxes. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I haven't slept in seven days. <laughs> I've seen I God. smell colors. I smell Unfortunately, colors. Ben uh, slipped through a coma from all the monster energy that he has consumed, and now it is just uh, Kai and I on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I want to I want my ashes in a monster can. Where do you want us to sprinkle them? Over a copy uh, of, of no, Death Stranding. He, he wants yourself. his ashes in a monster can. He wants it to be distributed, and he just wants someone to open a can. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? It's like the opposite of the golden ticket. <laughs> you want Ben's ashes. Ew. Just like dump it on the ground at a gas station. Like, uh, this is where <laughs> I rest. <laughs> pour, pour one out for the Omi. How are you, Jared? I, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited to start our journey here in a game that I've I love and I'm, I'm pumped to have you guys experience it too. But uh, let's get into a little housekeeping before we jump into this game. If you don't know, Play Along Podcast is a weekly podcast where we play through games in a book club format. What we'll do is the three of us will each take turns choosing a game. We'll then pick that game and break it out into sections and then come together each week and talk about that section specifically. We go over everything about the game, but more importantly, we do dive into the narrative. We'll go through the entirety of the narrative. So if we are trying to avoid spoilers for everything. Either play along with us, name the show, or play the game first and then come back and listen to us. But if all that does sound interesting, our link tree below has all of our socials where you can follow us, see what games we're playing, and see how we're breaking up those specific games. But in the last episode, we played through our interstitial, which was... Sea of Solitude. Sea of Solitude. Which was a video game. You like the long uh, pauses as my brain tries to remember what the hell we played uh, yes. last week? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We played through Sea of Solitude. A really interesting experience for sure. Go back and listen to that episode because I think we had some interesting points. And I think we 
focused on certain sections that were (laughs) felt more important than others. (laughs) The most vague description. I think we had some interesting points, maybe, possibly. Possibly had a take or two. Who knows? The only way you'll be able to figure out if you you listen. (laughs) Uh, But this week, we are starting the brand new main series that I have chosen to play, which is Mass Effect. So what we usually do in the beginning of our brand new series and in the beginning of our interstitials is we go around and gauge our experience and exposure to a game prior to playing it for the podcast. So, Kai, let's start with you. What what was your knowledge of Mass Effect before playing it for the pod here? Uh, well, if we're talking about specifically the Mass Effect version we're playing, Mass Effect 1, I mm. think we played the intro to this at some point in time. Yeah, we did. I, I didn't realized that really uh, until <laughs> i started playing it. playing it and i was like this is vaguely familiar and then i saw the <laughs> yeah. fucking guy who was like cowering behind boxes and i was like i remember you <laughs> i think I we literally played boy. what we covered it, what we cover in this episode is what we we've played together yeah, before we played before yeah uh but other than that i played andromeda and we played through all of andromeda yeah. which i really enjoyed i know people fucking hated that version i didn't of this time but, but I also I, enjoyed Andromeda. Yeah, I thought it was really good, and I had a good time. So if this is better, yeah. like, hey, who fucking cares? Like, that's a win right. in my book. Um, but yeah, very little. I'm not a really big third-person uh, shooter gamer in general. I much prefer first-person. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll give it a go. Uh, I've enjoyed it so far. So. This is us slowly uh, introducing you to this genre so that you can mm-hmm. ultimately play Gears of War. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I refuse. It'll happen one day. Ben's going to force us to play through Gears of War. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe. I'm sure. I'm sure I'll play all the games that I don't want to. <laughs> if this podcast is, uh, is any evidence, it's fucking like, oh, there's a game called Chrono Trigger. It's a million Super hours Mario long. RPG, Chrono Trigger. And I'm like, Trigger. oh, I don't want to play that. And then someone's like, yeah, we're playing through Chrono Trigger. I'm like, okay. If you're going to play anything, it would be Gears 2 because that at least has like the strongest mm. plot of the series. Like strongest I wouldn't plot. put you, wouldn't put you through like judgment or something i mean uh, fuck death stranding if monster's gonna sponsor any uh any content i feel like gears of war and monster energy just overlap so perfectly go the energy of that game and those beverages are uh per, per the contract though we have to shotgun a monster at the beginning of each episode of that <laughs> yeah. series so. <laughs> yeah okay curb stop people one person a week in order to mm-hmm. keep our contract yeah it's a quota. ben ben what about you what is kind of your knowledge of mass effect um so my my knowledge of Mass Effect is kind of patchy. Um, I have always preferred the other side of the Bioware games, the Dragon Age games. Mm. Um, and so people have always said to me like, oh, if you like Dragon Age, you'll like Mass Effect. It's basically Dragon Age in space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, interesting. And the thing I liked about Dragon Age is there was a lot of squad control mechanics you could up like upgrade your squad skills and mm. in dragon age they have a feature where you can uh you can have like a battlefield view and you can pause combat and then assign orders to different characters and have them carry that out and there are some yeah. aspects of that in mass effect which was nice to see mm. uh honestly a lot of my impression of mass effect was tainted by the discourse around andromeda andromeda yeah um I I didn't really let that kind of affect my opinion of the game too much, but it kind of aligned with Bioware as a whole. Like 
It feels mm. rude to say that Dragon Age and Mass Effect 1 and Dragon Age 2 was like peak Bioware when they were at their best, but that kind of is how, is how it feels like. Yeah. So I, I I knew of Mass Effect. I knew more of Femship than I knew of Mass Effect in general. Um, I never knew the whole like internet craze for Femship and why she was such a a Big massive deal. icon in the series. Yeah. Uh, and I know that I know that one of them, I think it's Mass Effect Three, has like a massive decision at the end that really split the community, and they was unsure yeah. if they liked it or hated it. And that is basically in my extent of Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. So wait, there's explain. I don't. I have zero context of the whatever the uh, fucking social version of this. What is what is exciting about Femship? Is it just that you can play a girl? Well, it's I'm a sure. character yeah. you can control. That is it, and it's a girl. Mm. And that's exciting for people because. Well, it's exciting for people because when the games first came out, one and two, you had to be a male character. Yeah, you couldn't. Then, you didn't have a choice. Gotcha. Free was like, oh, not only is it like I'm um, free's the one with the massive cliffhanger, and there's this big like social yeah. moral decision that you have to make at the end of the game. Mm. And they were like, not only are we getting deeper, but you can now play as a woman and you can have right. boobs. And everyone was like, oh my god. <laughs> And when it's they all, release, that's all, you, the... that's all you want is to make world-ending decisions and have boobs. I mean, <laughs> yeah. really, <laughs> exactly. Well, because the, the original Mass Effect, this one was an Xbox 360 exclusive, and then two came out for both 360 and PS3, and same with three. And then when they re-released mm. the collection for PS3 and then the new Legendary Edition, they introduced the option to play as Femship from the jump from Mass Effect One. God, yeah. because the the biggest draw with Mass Effect was that your character and your decisions and the things that you did carried between the games. So any narrative mm. stuff that you did, characters that may die or live, some of them won't even show up in the game if they die. In in the first yeah. one, they won't show up in the sequel. And that's I very on brand for Bioware because like. Yeah going from Dragon Age 2 to Inquisition, there was certain... That is all about a war between mages of the land and the Knights mm-hmm. Templar. And so, mm-hmm. depending on decisions you made and who you sided with, that impacted people's yeah. opinion of certain groups in the next game. So that, that's very on-brand for Bioware and how they and how they oh. operate. Yeah. I had like the opposite uh, feeling to you, Ben. Is I was never, I was always put off by the Dragon Age games. I could never get on them, but loved the Mass Effect series. And it's interesting with Bethesda. I was like the opposite, like the Fallout ones. I wasn't huge on Fallout, but I loved Skyrim, which is interesting. I loved the medieval, medieval for them, but didn't love the space and the Bioware. Mm-hmm. I really loved the space RPGs, can I but didn't on, really love Dragon Age. Can I confirm something? Bioware yeah. made Anthem, right? Correct. Bioware did make Anthem, correct. Okay, we just we just didn't mention that part. <laughs> I was like, that's the only Anthem. thing I knew Bioware had made. <laughs> and it was like, I had never heard of fucking Dragon Age yeah. games. The, I was like, I don't know what the, the fuck you're talking about. Is small Anthem rant is like Anthem. It's not like a, a terrible game. It was just extremely disappointing. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. We all expected it to be this the like, huge in-depth RPG similar to Mass Effect, similar to Dragon Age. And the, the gameplay and like flying is, is so fun. The flying is probably the best part of that game. Uh, the rest of it is just bad. Yeah, I think a big problem is that Bioware kind of unintentionally pigeonholed themselves in yeah. this group of developers who have narrative heavy games with choices that impact the world and carry on across the series Mm -hmm. so 
when they released Anthem and everyone was like, oh my God, I get to be Iron Man and I get to be on this planet and it's like a new planet I'm exploring. They thought they were going to get to shape the society of the planet and kind of how the planet was looked at. And it's nothing like that at all. It's basically a third person action shooter. And so part of that is, I believe Bioware got bought out. I can't remember when it was. I'm pretty sure EA ended up buying them out. I'd have to fact check myself in a second, but I mean they they are owned by EA, so I yeah. don't know when so, that happened. Yeah, no, I I think that was after some of the Dragon Age games came out, and they kind of established that name for themselves. Yeah, um, and that was kind of Anthem's biggest downfall is that everyone expected that it was going to be another Bioware game, right? And it it wasn't. They were bought in 2007 by EA. Also, the year that Mass Effect released. Yeah. But, like, these ones are fine. I don't know what happened with Anthem. The problem with Anthem, too, is they went, like, online multiplayer. So, like, oh, this will be really cool because it'll be online. You can, like, explore these worlds with your friend. And the world looks beautiful. And the flying is fun. It's just the enemies are very, like, bullet spongy. So, you're just kind of sitting. And there's, like, Mm -hmm. damage counter go up. So, you're just, like, damage countering things over and over again. And then such a small studio. Holy shit. They tried the, to destify, like Destiny of Fire, a, a Bioware game. Bioware only, game. Yeah, they only have 300 people who work at Bioware. Which is minuscule, yeah. we should That's say. Big, well, yeah. especially for their fucking games that they make, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Like, and they're mean? currently working on Dragon Age 4, and yeah. I'm very anxious. And, and Mass Effect 4. Don't care about that, but I'm very anxious about you, it. Maybe, you hey, will, maybe you, you will, will after playing maybe this. Maybe it'll change me. Maybe it'll you know what? Me. You have to be fucking sassy. The fourth one is is these characters. It's not like a separate story anymore. It's this world and it's these characters. So well, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we will see. Cautiously optimistic. We will see. Okay, well, let's get into a little preamble, a little set dressing of the world of Mass Effect here before we uh, jump into our characters. That's a strange term, but yes. Set dressing or preamble? No, set dressing. That's like... Have you ever heard set dressing before? It it hit my ears strange. My my brain didn't (laughs) like it. Let me paint you a word picture. Is that better? Do you like that? Let me toss you a word salad real quick. Let me weave you a word word picture. No. 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 Okay, here we go. I'll try to read this. We'll we'll workshop it and we'll just fill it in in post. It's fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you. Okay. In the year 2148, explorers on Mars discovered the remains of an ancient spacefaring civilization. In the decades that followed, these mysterious artifacts revealed startling new technologies, enabling travel to the furthest of stars. The basis for the incredible technology was a force that controlled the very fabric of space and time. They called it the greatest discovery in human history. The civilizations of the galaxy call it Mass Effect. Uh, that's yeah. when the theatrical music swells as he says yep. mass effect yep. <laughs> uh i just i just want to first of all uh great opening great great way to open Fantastic. a game immediately hooked i and generally throughout this first section there was lots of dialogue that is very like you know nerdy or whatever of like the world and like that's cool i get that very like do you rev- there is uh one piece of dialogue that makes no fucking sense to me which is uh they were like they were explaining this technology that is the reason that they were able to do like deep space travel uh that was Mm -hmm. from this like long forgotten thing and and uh the main like 
captain guy, the black guy, whatever his fucking name captain is. Captain Anderson. Uh, captain mm-hmm. Anderson. Uh, he's like, yeah, recruit. Uh, the thing we found on Mars is the only reason we were able to leave Earth in the first place. And I was like, wait a minute. That's a good Anderson on. impression. Good job. You, you're That's telling me <laughs> the only reason you left, were able to leave Earth is because of something you found on Mars? Like, how does that shit work? Because they were I like, yeah. confused about his wording. Maybe he meant like the like the universe or like space. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like given. I think the idea is given uh, the scope in which they can travel now. Traveling from Earth to Mars is fucking nothing. When you can right. light speed jump across the galaxy, <laughs> it was just it was a weird it was just a weird thing to be like this thing we found on another planet is the reason we were able to leave our planet. I was like, what? I can just I, I can just see him like on, on a stage giving like a speech to like a bunch of recruits and they're like he's like they're pumping him up and he's like <laughs> riled up the whole crowd. He says that and they're like yeah 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 I think uh, I also read through like the the history because uh, like they give you a timeline right at the beginning of the game in your stupid yeah. little like nav thing your that codex. you can do and, yeah. your codex yeah, yeah. Uh, and like they give you a timeline of everything. We're fucked. Because, like, the first thing is supposed to happen in 20, like, 69, which is when they, like, the first colony happens on Mars. And I'm like, oof. Big oof. Not going to happen we anytime got, uh, soon. We don't got much time uh, left for that. I don't think I can't it's going to happen I remember what I was watching time. the other day. I think I was watching Modern Family with Ellie. And they said something. They was like, oh, like, the world ends. It was like some program they were watching in the show. And it was like, oh, the world ends in 2025. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> well, we got got two years left. We're, we're here. We yeah. have to record as many podcasts as we can in the next two mm-hmm. years. <laughs> so that no one can listen to that them. Should be, the that should be our goal. We exactly. should We should chat to the boys at NASA. Uh, you know, send the play along pod episode into space. Like golden, the golden record. Yeah, humanity, humanity's ending. It's like we need to send our our greatest fucking cultural mm-hmm. achievements. Well, we'll boy, oh boy, do I have something for you? They're like, what are these these primitive apes and their their really? It's games. a great. It is honestly a great description of every single fucking human being on the planet had a podcast one yeah. point time. exactly. This was the world at one point. They, they, they all talked and got information like this. There you go. NASA, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you. That's how I described it to a work colleague of mine. He was like, oh, like, do you have any hobbies? And I was like, well, I am a man approaching my 30s, so naturally I have a podcast. <laughs> naturally, <laughs> I've created a podcast. I scream into the void, which is uh, Apple Podcasts. That's, <laughs> that's, that's how I fill my time. Well, more important than the world that we're in is the character that we are portraying. And, and in this mm-hmm. game, you can either choose to have a default character or you can kind of do all of your presets, decide your like prehistory about your character and the, the class that you've chosen as well. Um, ben, I'm curious. What did, you, what did you do? What did you choose? I am a fucking sucker for character customization. Um, I love much time in this. <laughs> I love a character creation screen yep. um, to the point where I even like changed her hair color, and I was oh, like, I did the same thing. Mm. I was like, now your face doesn't match, so I had to go back and change her face features because I was like, yep. I want that color, but it doesn't match her face shape. Um, so I created this character. Uh, she's mm. got like purple hair she's got like a scar that goes across their eyes and down by her lip because i went with the um 
my pre-service history was a spacer. So the idea mm. is that my parents were both in the Alliance Army. I grew up on Navy ships and so mm. naturally went into the Army when I turned 18. Um, and then my psych profile was a war hero, which is mm. um, that in my early in my uh, military career, I basically held down a uh, location and stopped an mm. enemy advancing on my own. And so that kind of earned me these medals and this reputation in the Alliance to the point where everyone knows who Commander Shepard is. And there's some people yeah. that one of the characters you meet who eventually comes onto the Normandy, you can talk to her. Mm. And she's like, oh, like I, I said to her, like, you know, oh, you deserve to be here. Like you're a good soldier. And she was like, oh, that means a lot coming from you, like coming from mm. somebody who could, who survived the blitz and who did, like, yeah. who held it down. So it comes into the, into the force, like, into the bit a little bit. Um, Gameplay, like class wise. Yeah. I what went class did you go with? Because they're, for... they're kind of very different. Um, da, 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 da. I think I'm adept. Adept is usually the class that I always go to, and adept kind of has a mix between uh, like a military force and weapons, but also the uh, augmented engineering kind of powers, lifting yes. force power. Yeah, that's it. it's a mixture between both of those two things. So you, you, yeah, you've got all these different like classes, um, mm. and so I went with adept because it gives you the biotics. So yeah. It lets me like force push enemies and I can overheat their weapons and shit like that. Yeah. But then I can also use guns. So I got like a sniper rifle. Because and... mm. I was like, I. It's fucking Mass Effect. Like I'm playing in fucking space. I don't want to be just like standard Joe Blow human runs around mm. with guns. And okay, you could wear heavy armor and you can like probably right. do damage that way. But I want to be like force pushing fucking people off the edge and stuff just star wars you need a lightsaber eventually yeah and i called her i called my character benina she's commander like benina ben. shepherd yeah captain <laughs> benina shepherd dang i should have went with a female jared i just went with a preset jane i'm just i'm just jane shepherd but uh for me the prehistory i went with was the colonists so born and raised on a planet called mindor 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 there's a lot of proper nouns in this game, guys. We're gonna mispronounce a lot of them. Most not likely, so. you, I'm I'm English and I don't understand what a proper noun is. Um, oh, it's like uh, what is a proper noun? Is it like yeah, the name of a place? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the names of things. Yeah, like the names. Ra of rather things. than being like, "This is our spaceship," you go, "This is this the is Normandy. Normandy." That's the proper yeah, noun. Normandy would be a proper noun. Turian, Prometheans, like those are all like names. All like, the things you don't understand in Mass Effect, they're all proper yeah. nouns. Yes, 100%. Uh, but the colonist was, uh, when I was 16, slave traders came to my village, slaughtering my entire family. And because of that, I decided to join the Alliance Patrol. Similar to is you, that, Ben. I, is that not just the Luke Skywalker origin story? Yeah, I'm I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm Jane. What is the, what is the Luke Skywalker, Skywalker origin story? He lives with his aunt and uncle, and then... They get killed, and he's on his own, and then he finds the Force through Obi-Wan. Doesn't he find know. the Force first, and then they get killed? No, he sure. has... He has. Um, I'm pretty sure he's he like Force-sensitive or something. Watch he, three people who have very little... <laughs> he's Force-sensitive, and then yeah. he's, his parents get killed, 
and then Obi Wan's like, "I sensed you in the Force, and I'm going to adopt I love, you." I know that this was not what I was supposed to take away from this, but I love the idea of being like Force sensitive, but just being like, um, "Can you like stand back a little bit? I'm just very Force sensitive, like, 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 a, like, a, glute, like a gluten allergy. You're just like, yeah, like a gluten allergy, so. but to the Force, you're just like, yeah. oh, okay. I can just you, can you talk you... to the chef? I'm very yeah, force sensitive. yeah, I'm very Force sensitive." <laughs> Uh, cross contamination. If there's anyone that can use the force, that's in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's that. You know. It just I get my stomach gets upset. It's very I know. It's, <laughs> I'm the problem, but I just want to make sure. Uh, that's hilarious. That's not what he was trying to go for. But I'm glad you made that connection. <laughs> anyway, uh, I also went with the war hero psychological profile. So, mm-hmm. like Ben was saying, kind of the sole survivor of this. Uh, enemy fight that we did. Whoa, and, uh, held it down. Soul, yeah, soul survivor is different, isn't it? Because I'm confused. Because there is oh, one soul survivor soul is survivor. literally called soul survivor. No, it was war hero that I went with. Yeah, because soul survivor is like my entire platoon was murdered, and I'm the only person left. And yeah. I very nearly went with that one because I love the idea of like a PTSD shepherd. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't. I love psychological uh, trauma. And then the class that I went with, because I always do adept, so I always like have some kind of power. So this time I decided to go with Infiltrator. Infiltrator has the kind of weapon side to it, because it needs medium armor, but also has more uh, into tech. So like I have like grenades that I can throw and detonate whenever I want, and I have other tech abilities that I'll get through mm. that throughout my like class. The Infiltrator specializes in pistols and snipers, so those I already have like a higher... Um, uh, range and I start with a good sniper and a good pistol too, but I was like, you know what? I'll change it up this time. I always go with like those this blasty blast powers, but let's go more tech this time. So I went with the infiltrator. Okay. Uh, I know. <laughs> Kai, you pick the default. You ready? You ready? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you pick your class still, right? No. No. Firstly, oh, okay. uh, I don't give a fuck about character creation. I never really have. It doesn't. I, I just want a game to give me a character, and I want that character to be interesting. I don't want to create the character. Uh, also, mm. I very specifically chose to not create a character in this game, A, because this game came out in like 2007, and there was always, at this point in time, the differentiation between the facial animations of the default character that they actually worked to do and then the fucking create a character, which looks like it like is wearing a horrible mask and can't act mm. the entire I mean, game. You're not so wrong. Like, Shepard Shepherd looks like he fits in this world like male Shepard, and everything else looks a little bit off. Other you than tell that Shepard was the main character. What Shepard in the screen where you select to build the character mm. looks ethnic. Like he almost looks like mixed race or white black. Man. He is so white. He's so a white, white man. Um, the defaults on the character select do have like a certain tan to them, don't they? Yeah, they're they're like dark skinned almost, and then you <laughs> yeah. see him in the actual game lighting, and I'm like, nah, he's just white. Uh, yeah, that's just a yeah. White man. So literally, the way I'm also playing the wrong version of the game, I realize now. Uh, which so I will jump over to the legendary edition or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, but I'm just playing the standard Xbox 360 original version of the game. There was two options. It's just like you can play as Gene Shepard or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, or you can uh, create a new character, and as soon as you click, like, I'm playing Gene Shepard, it was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, why not? And that's it. That was the whole decision <laughs> you process. Are aware this is a Bioware game. Are you sure are you, you want to sure play? You don't want to create a character. <laughs> yeah, I didn't give a fuck. Uh, like, and then they give you, like, a little description of his history, which it <clears> sounds <throat> like 
is Lone Survivor by default because mm, yeah. he was on a planet and he had a splatoon uh, that was there with That's him. Different... No, I'm, I'm aware. Uh, he had a splatoon <laughs> there with him and then a enemy attacked the planet and killed everyone uh, in his platoon except him. He's the one who's the only one who escaped and that gave him like legendary status within the fucking world that he exists in um and you know the fact that he was able to like finagle which is which like in a war thing doesn't seem that impressive to me to be like like everyone died like shouldn't you have mm. saved everyone isn't that supposedly like succeeding at war anyway what if you just, just, what if just hid? like what if you just hid and everyone yeah, exactly and like like and everyone's like you're a great soldier for not dying Just <laughs> <laughs> like that's weird that's a weird thing um but that's really it and then my main power is like almost like a berserker mode uh mm. like from like you just like activate and then you get like extra health at the end and then your fire rate increases and like i think auto oh, lock is like a little stronger it's like um, the bruiser kind of i yeah, can't remember what they like, call it but it's like the people who want to be frontline vanguard soldiers yeah it's yeah. definitely like a it's definitely like a soldier <clears throat> mode like you can tell yeah. that it's not you know it's it's definitely meant to use like an assault weapon it's not like pistol mm. or sniper focused um but honestly, like I'm fine with that. Like I don't. Yeah. Once again, I don't really. Also, you love fire rate, so I mean, if you have a yeah, I mean, it, it worked out for me rate. anyway. I was like, okay, this makes sense, and it just like like contextually, not that playing a different character wouldn't make sense, but I just like also that like clearly the narrative was designed around the default character, so it's just yeah, there won't mm-hmm. be any anything that is weird or misplaced or like that doesn't make sense, yeah. Yeah. and that's what's kind of very briefly that's what was weird for me going into mass effect is that mm. dragon age doesn't really have a default character the default character is whoever you because in dragon age you kind of create the the mm. look of the character but the lore behind them you don't pick a psych it's profile you don't pick any like mm. like history or anything so they kind of are the default um mm. so that was kind of strange to me i was like oh okay like you have shepherd who is the character but then you can also just change that yeah yeah okay well we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna jump into the beginning the story of mass effect Okay, so we start on our ship, the Normandy, mm-hmm. and we have a like a little cutscene following Shepard as they're walking through their ship, and we get to the the hull of the ship, and we get introduced to Joker, which is the pilot of the Normandy, voiced by Seth Green, which was very surprising when I had <laughs> played this the first time. Yeah, the loving, two like, things I know Seth Green for. Yeah, the two things, or three things I know Seth Green for: Robot Chicken. Chris from Family Guy and Joker from Mass Effect. <laughs> now Joker from Mass Effect. <laughs> what a what a career! Oh gosh, uh, yeah. Joker is arguing and talking to one of the cadets sitting next to them about uh, one of the specters who is a Turian on this Nihilus, and it seems from like the context of everybody and the people I talk to, which comes off kind of racist. They don't like Turians. They're like, yes. nah. Yeah, so Spectres are like the elites of the Covenant yeah. from Halo. They are like the creme de la creme. Um, and they are, for the most part, from what I can gather, Torian. 
it's very uh, rare yeah. that somebody isn't a Torian and also a Spectre. No, Spectres work under the uh, under the council. And it just so happens that the two Spectres we've ran into are Turians. They're like MI6. They're right. 007s. Okay. Yeah, anybody can be a Spectre. It just works like directly under the council. And that's why... Just, again, Turians yeah. are the ones we've ran into so far. Humans aren't Spectres very frequently, which is why it's so Correct. important that, that Shepard is right. like... They're like, ooh, this is our chance to fucking prove that humans aren't stupid little bald apes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the council is full of all these different kinds of races and humanity and human race that wants to also be a part of that. And we're trying to... That's essentially mm. what this mission is, is they're testing us as the playable character, Shepard, to see if we're worthy enough to become a Spectre. Yeah. Well, initially, the... Um, yeah, so Joker's talking to... I think his name's Kaiden. Mm-hmm. Caden, 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 talking to Caden, and Joker's like, "Oh, I fucking hate Nihilus, who's this uh, Tyrion Spectre we're talking about." Yeah. And you get to chime in, and I kind of not like. I picked the option that was the most calling Joker out for his racist fin that I could yeah. pick, mm. and I was kind of like, you know, you're being a dick to him. He doesn't like you because you're a dick. That's why you don't yeah. get on is because you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it racism yeah. if it's an alien? Uh, it'd be xenophobia. It's just an interesting question. Yeah. No, like, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, technically, right. and technically, it's like a species. Yeah, it's like a species. It's like me hating dogs. Like, it's not racist. It's just accurate. That's true. Like, you're right. You're right. Uh, this also uh, brings brings up a, a very large mechanic in this, which is the Paragon and Renegade uh, versions of how you can be presented to people. So Paragon is the 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 right and the good decisions that you're making and renegade is the technically the quote-unquote bad decisions that you're it's making. morally good and morally bad what? like correct there and was no explanation of this there is no explanation yeah, is, of it ever so often but... ever so often you talk to somebody and it's like plus 10 paragon and you're like oh okay uh thanks. not only that but you I mean, you can kind of gauge it from the responses is on the wheel there will be three responses a top a middle and a bottom one the top one is the paragon option the middle one is a neutral option the bottom one is the renegade option that's how it will always be so if you want to go more renegade you choose that bottom option it's more aggressive really? like ben was saying and if the top ones are more uh, no, positive, and then you have neutral in the middle. No wonder. I several times during just the first intro of this game chose options that I thought would be a wildly different tone than they were delivered as, but that's just because they were the bottom option. But they seemed mm. like like a normal response. It was like, no, I don't think we should do that. And then like the response would be like, we can't fucking do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's wrong. It's just like, whoa. Yeah, the bottom what, options what, are very... Um, what the fuck is happening? Very like republican and very like <laughs> uh like anti-authority yeah. and sort of like loose I mean, cannon I, yeah i already hate my play have a situation where i punched a civilian in the face so we'll get to whoa <laughs> we'll get to how i i just i pick the options i do the same as i did in dragon age and i yeah. pick the options that match what i feel shepherd would say in mm. the current moment so sometimes i was picking the renegade options are morally wrong, and sometimes I was right. picking the morally correct. And I saw I haven't gone for like a completely one or the other playthrough. I'm kind of tiptoeing yeah. that line. When you open the uh, menu to upgrade your character and change your weapons on the on around the character, there'll be a paragon and renegade, and you could see how many bars are in each one. So you can see where you're weighted on paragon. It's or renegade so it's so strange, right? Because 
as someone who's played an old school Bioware game before, this mm-hmm. was kind of like muscle memory for me. Yeah. Because Dragon Age has a similar thing where like there's like good neutral bad. So it's so crazy like to I haven't played Dragon Age like one or two for years. Mm. And like, to have that like muscle memory going back of like, oh yeah, this is the bad. This is how this but obviously f- for Kai, I'm assuming you never really played old school Bioware games. So you come in and you're just like, oh, there's three options. Like there's no... <laughs> there, There is three options. Yeah. And once again, I, I unknowingly was selecting very aggressive options. And I was just like, okay. I'm sure yeah. it's in that codex somewhere. <laughs> they yeah, probably exactly. hid it. The good thing with the codex is it reads the information to you. So you don't got to read anything. You just listen to it, which is really That's nice. That's only in the new version. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it doesn't it doesn't read that shit to you uh, in the old version. Um, I read the, it all. The the other thing too is our classes, like depending on where we picked, that gives you different boosts to Paragon and Renegade. Yeah. Like so I think the infiltrator I started with just extra Paragon. Um okay. boosted mine too. Uh I so you're also given these points because it's an RPG, like all things mm. that you can put into different uh fucking like slots being yeah. like battle and health and shit like that. But there are dialogue ones at the bottom, which is like mm. charm and uh like aggression, intimidate or whatever it is. Uh, I put all of my points in those because A, this game is not very difficult as of as of right now. So I'm really just trying mm. to do more story beats. Uh and apparently those unlock additional options. So I have yes, like yeah. full charm for now and full intimidate for now because it's all yeah i also lean uh by points into intimidation because knowing in this game there's lots of situations that again and it's not like angry necessarily it's just like shepherd can be an intimidating figure and having that option creates more doors for you creates more situations where you can convince people to do things that you say so i was like yep going into intimidation into charm i did this very similar thing i put some into my weapons yeah, um, it and I, sniper too. I put, I think I put one into charm and two into intimidate because I kind of mm-hmm. want to be able to charm some of the people who are close to me, but then also, like you said, have that like stoic military sort of intimidation in mm-hmm. certain situations. Yeah. Um, what so, difficulty are you guys playing at? Uh, the whatever the standard one is yeah yeah I, I hadn't changed it but we don't if you want to play on baby ass baby mode we do not shame anybody here you play what you want to play except for the fact we refer to it as baby ass baby mode that is um. uh, uh, <laughs> um oh gosh i'm playing in the podcast there's a podcast uh, refer to it as baby ass baby mode technically it's called casual and as mm-hmm. i myself am a casual oh, they gamer you a filthy casual uh yeah i'm playing it on casual because a i don't really i mean we're playing this give me those story beats i'm not i'm not here trying to like you know gain gamer cred or anything also trying to make it to the story it just allows me to be able to put all my points into things to give me more dialogue options that will not turn out to be what i thought they were so you know big brain (laughs) big brain plate um so we get introduced to anderson which is the kind of the the big big boy here the big captain guy mm-hmm. and he explains to us kind of the, the the subtext of the situation is we had discovered this uh beacon this promethean beacon on eden prime Prometheans, somebody else discovered it didn't they yeah the prometheans are this like ancient civilization that they haven't seen come up for for 200 people. years or so yeah and so we're heading there to essentially investigate the beacon. Little do we know, this is them testing us to see if we're fit to be a specter too. So they're, they're yeah. trying to test our skills and see how 
fit we are to hold this did position. You, did you get told that before you dropped onto Finn? Because yes. I did. Yeah, because yeah. initially people are like, people on the ship are like, oh, they're trying to test the new stealth system for the yep. for the spaceship. And everyone's like, it makes no sense to have this many crew members and to have this like Turian inspector on board, like something else mm. is going on. So when the captain's like, oh, we're not actually testing the fit. I actually picked the option that was basically just like, yeah, no shit. Like that's, it's, it's obvious that we're not testing the fucking stealth system. That's the kind of route I went. I was like, not surprised. I was like, yeah, there's no way you brought me out here to test the stealth system of the Normandy. Yeah. So we now, um, yeah, the, the Prefians are basically the ancient civilization. Like you said, they're the people yep. whose tech we use to escape our planet. And so basically the Alliance is the human race from what I understand. Right. And, I or predominantly the human race. So. I think so. Yeah. And, we are trying to prove to the council who is basically all of the other alien species that we have a human who is worthy of being a specter and that is our mm. way to get our foot in the door to being a part of the council when kind of having negotiations with them on the other hand we're also going to eden prime to get the beacon before anybody else can get the beacon because if beacon gets into the wrong hands sold on the black market blah 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 yeah. blah did uh did you guys do any investigation investigating of the Normandy before leaving or because I did a little bit of dialogue talking with the crewmates and essentially what I came down to is none of them like Turians like that's where the, the mm -hmm. very, yeah, yeah. um specious I guess term we'll use yeah. now came off they're like oh fucking you trust this Turian you trust this guy and it's like ah. it, yeah and which is it's strange because uh, anyone who's played Dragon Age two knows that this is also a trope in that game. Mm -hmm. uh, where there is a race called the Canari who basically come and settle into the city that the game takes place in, like the main hub. And nobody likes the Canari. And there's similar things. Everyone you talk to, you can have a Canari in your party and certain NPCs won't interact with you because they're like, oh, no, mm -hmm. like you've got a Canari. I'm not talking to you. So this is a very like Bioware thing to I do. mean, I don't Things even know. It's, it's just a sci-fi thing to do. Like, any time yeah. that you have Aliens. a fucking space crew, you're mm. going to have the one space crew member who people are like, oh, yeah. Yeah. we don't but like. I, I mean, the same thing fucking happens in Halo with the fucking Covenant or whatever. It's like. Yeah, with uh, you, what's his name? Yeah, you have that guy and everyone's like, why are we working with one of them? And it's like, you know, then there's a yeah. redemption story. It's very easy emotional manipulation. Like, Yeah. And yeah. that's what, but what I meant as well was this also. Uh, on track for bioware to include that manipulation mm. in their game yeah um as as we're talking to anderson here we get a, a communication from eden prime for some of the soldiers that are are on eden prime uh things aren't going so well for them they they're being attacked from some entity that they don't know of and it looks like monster the, hand <laughs> yeah master hands like coming up before it cuts they see like this massive ship that's flying over and then the transmission cuts so clearly not that they have been i just love that the the captain is like freeze frame at 38.5 <laughs> computer and it's like enhance, perfectly enhance. the frame that the hand was like how did you know yeah. it's 38.5 right so okay. i i when i saw it because what it is actually we learn later is that it's a giant ship that kind of has these like Prongs that's hand shaped for like legs, yeah. But it looks like a giant claw hand of a creature, and it's like in the freeze frame that the captain gets. Obviously, he's blurry because he's enhanced it a stupid amount, and 
it looks awesome. like it looks like the claw hand of like a dragon creature coming through a cloud and i was like oh shit that is a big fucking alien <laughs> so <laughs> so when we get to eden prime and i saw it as a ship i was like uh, yeah, that makes more that sense. Makes more sense. The, the dragon age in you is coming out. And you're like, oh, where's the dragons gonna come out? Fly through the clouds. The mech dragons. Can I briefly yeah. talk about uh, PC controls? Because oh yeah, I'm curious. I am, guest. I'm at the minute. I played this first section with mouse and keyboard. Right. Um, I may well switch to gamepad because yeah, a lot of this is counterintuitive. I do not well, like it. It, it it it's good because a lot of the the complaints people have about Mass Effect One is some of these controls they get better on the ones going forward. But you're not alone in some of the control, and I imagine PC probably makes that even more difficult. Yeah, so some of them make sense. Um, M is map, I is inventory, U is my squad. No problems mm. with that. Um, the problem comes into interacting with people. Uh, normally interacting is E on a keyboard, yeah. but in Mass Effect, E and Q allow you to assign commands to the soldiers in your group. You can send them to a certain location. So yeah. I was like, okay, maybe it's F. Like maybe F is interact. That's like a sort of secondary one. Some people know it's spacebar. Uh, oh, weird. <laughs> spacebar is interact. You can't click to interact with people. You have to press spacebar. And what becomes interesting is that spacebar is also the button to sprint. So there were times when I that's, found myself. I mean, that's the that's the same with the controller though. A is to interact. A is also to sprint. A is also to right. Sprint, okay, yeah. so it's not just a because I I figured sprint would be shift. shift. Left shift no. is always sprint, sprint on PC. But what left shift actually does is open up that. Uh, radial menu where it like freezes time and you can change group members weapons and select abilities you want them to use have mm-hmm. you guys come across that yeah okay yeah. right I, I didn't know so if it, it was on the like controller, hidden on the controller our, like our it's it's bumper. left bumper you hold or left like bumper yours yeah. and then you can you can do the, your teammates abilities too it's very grand oh, okay. theft auto mm-hmm. yeah so on like the weapon wheel on yeah. the uh oh interesting because it's not a weapon wheel on pc well, it's like it's like for select, it's like a big wheel, and you have your like two teammates, and then you at the bottom, yeah. and then you can just like go around it, and then you'll be like, yeah. oh, I'm going to select this person has a sniper around. rifle, and this person has a pistol, a this person has a shotgun, yeah. uh, and then it gives you a little readout at the bottom that's like they're a novice or they're intermediate with this weapon. Interesting, because yeah. on PC you hold Shift and it opens up one character on the left, one character on the right. And then shepherd down the bottom, and oh, from yeah. and yeah, from it's, there, it's a wheel. you move your mouse over, and you can be like, right, the person on the right, you're going to use this weapon, you're going to use that ability, and you're going to use this weapon for the other person, and you can use shepherd's mm. abilities um, via this like shift button. I'm glad it's not just me who had the interact and the sprint as the same button, because yeah. there was well, a few times yeah, at nothing first says, where I... Nothing says this game was made in 2007, like Sprint being it's A, It's very Gears of War when you're holding A to uh, Sprint through. Well, it's also through. really it's really fucking annoying because the only time you get full Sprint speed is when there's enemies nearby, which is stupid. So you have, like, when you hold A normally, you just kind of zoom in a little bit. like It's like a weird, like, camera shift, and then you just kind of walk a little faster. And then when you actually hold A when there's enemies around, you, like, do full body, like... Naruto yeah, so running. I, 
I call it the roadie run camera because it's exactly what Gears of War does, where when you hold the button to roadie run in Gears of War, it wobbles as you're running to like simulate Mm -hmm. the movement and it like slowly, it like partially zooms in. Um, You do have a fatigue meter in Mass Effect, so you can only sprint for a certain amount of time. Um, But yeah, it was it was interesting the because the way it works. I'm assuming it's the same on console, but the way it works is like when you look at something you can interact with, it's almost like two brackets. It's not like a full circle. It's like two blue brackets appear on the fin or the person you can interact with. And then you press the button to interact with them. So, well, yeah. So on, on console, it's, it's similar. So if you're close enough to a thing and you don't have to be right up close to it, but at the top, it'll be like what it is. Like it's a chest or a character. You don't have, have to be a, close to it at all. No, you don't. And there'll be an A prompt and it'll be grayed out. But when you're close enough, you just tap A and your character will automatically walk to that thing. Mm. There were multiple times playing this game where the prompt came up to be like, click on the box. And I'm like, what the fuck? What box? And then I have to like look into the the render distance. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Legendary Edition will help you with that. Everything's, Everything's beautifully rendered. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck are we talking about? I'm not going to lie. Like the That is something that I do... I do think is a massive, massive upgrade is that the quality of the legendary edition, especially because like I'm, pl- I'm playing on PC and everything's like maxed up. It's fucking crisp. Like the, the character models in the cutscenes of like Henderson and stuff, he doesn't look blocky. Like you can see the pores on his skin. It's That's crazy. the thing too. They, they changed like the lighting engine in the legendary edition than the original and actually, a lot of people complained about it because they said it took away from some scenes that were supposed to be like darker and, and, and a little moody and they're brighter. But the game in its entirety is a little brighter and not as dark mm-hmm. as the original Xbox 360. Well, I literally, so in the original version, they put like a film grain layer over it, which mm-hmm. I think is just to like smooth out polygonal animations that they couldn't like fully get rid mm-hmm. of. It was so fucking distracting. I had to turn it off because it was well, I turned motion like, blur off because that shit's that shit. It was me. like it was like looking through a cloud trying to play the game. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't I don't want this. Uh, so then I had to go to the menu down, and figure out how to turn it off. And like yeah. it's it looks better. Like I understand what they were trying to do. They were trying to make it look like cinematic, but also try to yeah. cover the fact that it like wasn't perfect. But it looks better without it. So it's like I don't know why they made the call to like, like make just, that the default. Yes. Um, so we do land on Eden Prime. The two characters we have with us is uh, Kaden Kaiden. and Jenkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jenkins is Jenkins. a hilarious name. Well, Jenkins doesn't last very long. Yeah, exactly. No. Because immediately when we get down, he gets shot down by some Geth recon drones. Uh, and th- this scene screams like an early two thousand two thousands game. Because he like walks out and gets shot. He's like. Ah! And then he like falls Big down. Big Starship Trooper vibes. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, because he just like, you land on the planet, he walks out there, he goes ahead first, which is fucking stupid in the first place. But then like, yeah. the little like, they're like little drones. drones. I, don't, yeah. I don't know what else to call them. Uh, little drones come out, little sentinel drones. And then they shoot him like three times and then he dies and then fucking Shepard's just like oh the shields you know the shields didn't defend but then like we get shot by the same thing 800 fucking times and, and we're, we're nothing fine. happens and i'm just like i don't it's called plot yeah. armor 
I don't yeah, exactly. understand why he, he had he has, to die. He has, heavy, he has the heavy plot armor on right now. Yeah, uh, this is a good time. I'm curious. We've talked about the controls a little bit, but how do you guys feel about the combat? Because in this, it is a third person shooter. But anytime you're using your abilities, Terrible. anytime you're using switching your weapons, Terrible. combat completely stops. So I'm curious of how you guys terrible you didn't like it my the most egregious part of it is the fucking circle aiming system it's just i can't stand it i can't stand the like increasing you oh, move yeah. a little bit it fucking takes up half a screen and that's like your where your like kind of fire thing. rate distances and then like the stiller you are the, but it still is inaccurate even if it's like on the person you're still fucking missing all the time it was just i was like this is so surreal to hear because this is nothing like my experience at all i fucking love the combat in this game i like the combat too it's fun it i think they, they may have fixed that a little bit i don't know if that's a, as much of a problem in well the Legendary it, edition. I'll, I'll let you know yeah we'll <laughs> know next week real yeah. bad <laughs> but i didn't use assault rifles because assault rifles felt incredibly inaccurate i was snipers and shotgun the entire time oh my god the so, fucking sniper like, sniper is badass on you, this game. No, it's not in the original. <laughs> you look through the sniper, it's like looking through a Coke bottle. It's just like blurry, and you're drunk, and Bro, you're just you're gonna, like... You're going to play the Legendary Edition, you're like, oh my god, I can see so many things. Game. Yeah, it literally like is physically impossible to keep the sniper rifle reticle no, on what you're aiming great. at. great. I loved using the sniper. So for me... Um, whole new world. <laughs> I have four weapons because of my class. Mm-hmm. I have a pistol, a shotgun, an assault rifle, and a sniper rifle. I think we all um, everyone I has. Also, I, yeah, we all. It's just your different proficiencies uh, in them. Because I have. Oh, I, when you said when you said that you used, if I thought you only had access, because I know some classes only like some classes can't use. Well, it's the way they made it seem was that certain classes can't use a shotgun. They can only use mm-hmm. pistols or sniper. But it's yes. only that you're proficient in them. Yeah, so like when you have your like uh, upgrade chart that goes up, I already have like two into sniper. I wonder I if that's like why you thought the sniper was shit, Kai. I wonder if your class isn't proficient in it. That's true because I I was proficient in sniper and I was like, um. So for no me, idea. like I, I just it was very very seamless. So you like mm-hmm. hold space bar to sprint. When you run up to a surface, immediately Shepard like Shepard like turns her back to it and she's on it. Yeah, you can then use left and right to go along the side of it. Um, and then when you're at an edge, you press the button again to move out, and then Wait, you can. Do you have to press the button to like tuck into the wall? Because on the nope, it's no, a, it's it automatic. just auto auto does it. Not in the original. <laughs> How many times we're learning, am I we're learning to do... so many things? I didn't yeah, think there's differences, but clearly uh, there is. You don't. You can't just like tuck into a wall. You have to hold forward and then hit X, and that's how you like uh, hide oh, behind oh, something, yeah. and then you can peek out. Yeah. It's automatic. You don't just you like magnet to the wall. Yeah, she just backs into it, and then like say you get to the right edge, you press right one more time, and she steps out, yeah. and then on the mouse it's just right mouse button to zoom, left mouse button to shoot, uh, scroll mouse wheel to change weapons to just cycle through weapons. Well, that's 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 nice. That's convenient. Or I, what I found myself doing was holding shift to bring up that combat menu and then changing weapon that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is cool. also, as I say, there is also a button on PC. I don't know what it is on console, but if I press X on my keyboard, it will take me from my current weapon to the last weapon that I used. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's the right why, bumper. Oh, is it right bumper? Is one of those? I don't know what it yeah, was. Yeah, so if I mean left bumper, it's the same thing as the weapon wheel. So like, yeah. 
if you hold it, it opens the wheel. If you tap it, it'll switch between what is primary and secondary or what right. you used last yeah. and what you currently have equipped. So I was just like rocking between the sniper rifle when I was able to, uh, you know, not be a drunk person while aiming with it. <laughs> and then the assault rifle, which is the only like moderately yeah. effective weapon. It might be worth checking um, what your yeah, character is proficient with. Well, it doesn't matter because I'm going to just start again. In the Mine version, is... So. Um, shotgun was fucking awful shotgun mm. like every time i shot the shotgun she would like look up at the sky because she couldn't control the recoil whereas the assault <laughs> rifle fucking amazing minimal recoil yeah. and if i burst fire it there's absolutely no recoil recoil sniper rifle was a one-shot kill on 90 percent of yeah, the get, enemies getting those headshots with the sniper rifle was just like they're like they're uh gone. yeah i'll you know we'll see yeah. have, a, have a look see yeah, have a look at it. But our, our goal was to get to the, the Promethean dig site first. And as we enter there, we see some troops that are fighting off some geth that are there. Um, mm -hmm. One of them is... Big uh, Ashley. main character energy. Yeah, Ashley, Ashley comes in and she's kind of shooting and kill, killing some of these geth. Got I think that's where we also get introduced. On. Yeah, we also get introduced to the geth themselves. We had the drones before, but now there's these weird like alien-looking creatures. They have this big blue dot as like an eyeball in the center. They're very like a weird mix between organic and mechanical. Like they have a weird yeah. like body to them. Um, yeah. Ashley, they also, essentially her they whole also troop make has died. Uh, weird little zombie things. Yeah. They the, do. The, the, By the putting them on of, pikes. They remind yeah. me of that robot from Soma. You know, oh, yeah. like how it's got like the spotlight face and there's no mm -hmm. like eyes or anything. It's very similar to that. Go play Soma, guys. Soma's great. Uh, Ashley is voiced by Kimberly Brooks, who is actually a black voice actress. Didn't make the was... character black, but, no. you know, <laughs> that's cool. No, uh, but she's she's been in a whole bunch of stuff. She was in Turn in Red. She was in uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy, Spies Hell in Disguise. Yeah. Uh, Tom Holland and Will Smith. I fucking, I refuse to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Phantom, Phineas oh, and Ferb. Yeah, so she she's she's been around. That I long. I don't like her character. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, just, I don't uh, know enough of her character to discern whether I like her just, or not. Just it's yet. just it's such a basic like yeah. I I badass girl character. Well, like, this is Ooh. what I thought that you guys would like. Like in in thinking of what you guys have like taken from the the gaming conversation about this, uh, people do not like Ashley as a character. Really makes I'll sense. Just, I'll I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, people don't like Ashley. An initial, I initial that opinion. Yeah, initial impression is that she, like Kai said, she is very kind of, ooh, I am girl soldier, I am yeah. soul survivor, I go mm. brr. Um, I go <laughs> So she, yeah, so she has basically had her entire platoon wiped by this geth, and mm. the whole problem is that the geth haven't been outside of their region for like 50,000 years or something, so... Mm. Everyone's like, what the I think fuck it was, I think it was 200, here? but yeah. It was 200, but it's okay. <laughs> Is it 200 years? Yeah. <laughs> what I swear somebody was talking about 50,000 years at one point. That was, that was the Prometheans, which you earlier was said Sorry, was yes, 200 yeah. years, which is ironic. Oh, that's, my, that that's, flipped, that's my bad. You flipped the two, which I was like, all right. Doesn't um, matter. For the Prometheans. So we, We're we going to get flamed by the Mass oh, Effect yes. fandom community. So. <laughs> we, have the, um, we have the Geth who are these like, uh androidy kind of creatures and then mm. like kai was saying they have it seems that they like take the dead bodies yeah 
and then yeah. like Vlad the Impaler them, and then yep. when the spike comes down, they're like electrified zombies who do and EMP bursts. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is that? They become little little uh, kamikaze zombies. They literally like... run at you, and then when they get a certain distance, they like explode and expel all this energy. But it doesn't yeah. kill them. They're not like the tickers and gears. They, they, I don't know why they like need another. They need like another shot or two after they've exploded. Because yeah. if they get yeah. close enough proximity to you, they will explode, and then you have to shoot them a couple more times. Like I just don't understand the logic system of the the geth to be like you have to put it on a spike and then it has to go in the air. Like y- you could have just come up with a simpler way of, of doing this. Like, why this do you have to the, like, like, this is like the first step in their technology. They haven't advanced far enough in their exploding people technology. yet. They seem to <laughs> have advanced pretty far. Well, I mean, sure. Put them on a spike. That's fine. But why have to put it in the air? Why can't you just like put it forward? You're just making yeah. big flags to be like, we're here. Here's the enemy. You can see him. It's like a it like a put a, like a head on a stake, like to like warn people away. Yeah, like, like you put your head on a pike to be like, like run back mm, over. It's like a it's like a fear tactic. It's like we're gonna yeah. turn you into these things. Stay away. Maybe okay, yeah. I can buy that. Sure. Um, as we're going through kind of Eden Prime, we have chances of finding. Oh. What'd you find out? Apologies, sorry, I didn't mean to vocally gasp there. But, um, <laughs> I, I looked up. Um, about these creatures because I was like I I don't like you I don't get how it works so apparently they're called husks mm-hmm. and the idea is that the geth turn their victims into these husks when they put them on the spike the spike apparently extracts water and minerals and replaces it with cybernetics and then that reanimates oh. the lifeless flesh turning them into mindless killing machines that's a terrible trade <laughs> yeah that is that's not a good trade at all yeah, carbon. Mm. The most abundant uh fucking thing in the universe gets replaced with uh rare earth metals or I guess rare space metals, uh, which are not abundant. That just doesn't seem like a good trade at all. No. <laughs> you're, just, you're just wasting material at that point. Did you um, guys rescue some of the scientists that were left behind? So there was an option to rescue scientists? Yeah, because as you're going through here, you can find doors or chests that you can hack. And I have an infiltrator class, so I, I have a higher hacking skill. I could not um, figure out how to hack things. I know it's just pressing it's the frogger. buttons. <laughs> it's, it's literally frogger. So the way that the hacking minigame works is there's like, you, ha- you're, you have an arrow. And every time you pr- every time I click a mouse button, the arrow moves forward one step. That is oh, that not, is not how it works. Mine, mine is just... Well, this one is just like the buttons and they light up the color and you just press like Simon says. Yeah. Oh, no. But bro. I would do it and it would still fail and I'm just like, I'm fucking done with this. I don't understand. Okay, so I, I don't know if it's something about PC or what. Are you, you're talking about the door panel yeah. where you go in and find where the you have to Where you have to use the Omni yeah. gel and it, and it yeah. says, if you fail, it's like you don't have enough Omni gel. And I'm like, well... Okay. I don't Wait, know what that hang on, has to hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, so when you when you tried to hack that, did you guys have free options? No. No. When I when I hacked it, it brought up it brought up the face buttons of the controller and the they lit up and I pressed those buttons and then it opens. It might be something to do with my class then because when I go onto there, I have three options. I have initiate hacking, cancel or use omnigel. And when I initiate mm. hacking, what it opens up is this like circle with an arrow. And then inside there's like multiple circles. It's like layers. And each of those have moving blocks inside of them. And I have to get an arrow so 
I have to get an arrow from the outside to the inside. And it's like Frogger. Every time I get hit by a block, my arrow resets and goes back to the edge. And I have a certain time limit to get it to the middle. And if I get it to the middle, it's a successful hack. So I can hack. That feels fucking complicated as hell. It does sound it sounds complicated as hell. I'm gonna, I was and send you guys a picture, but basically it allows yeah. me to hack the door without using OmniGel, so I can just hack it and yeah. Well, that's how I, I don't use OmniGel either, but it's like I said, it's just the button pressing mini game, and I oh, do that. I, and then I, go I have to use OmniGel. It's very unfortunate. This door that we go into is the scientist Dr. Warren and her assistant Manuel and Manuel Manuel Manuel. I don't know what his name is. Manuel's Manuel. seen some shit. Yeah. yeah, so he's he he's freaking out and he's going crazy and she's like, yeah, I gave him some of his his medication, but that's not gonna kick in for a while. This is where I chose the renegade option and I punched Manuel well in the face and knocked him out. And I didn't Doctor Warren, the any guy's of going through like a mental crisis and you're just right, like, but he's <clears throat> he's freaking out. And Doctor Warren's like, what? Why did you do that? And Shepard's like, it'll be better. He'll he'll stop freaking out that way. And she's like, yeah, you're probably right. The, when she, when he wakes up, the the drugs will already have kicked in. And I was like, that's yeah. like a wild explanation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my scientific <laughs> diagnosis is that knocking him out will allow the drugs to take effect. Well, it was one of those with... things where I didn't. I like picked the renegade option because the like the text, and then I I, I audibly gasped when Shepard punched him. <laughs> face <gasps> i was like oh shit i did not mean for that to happen i went Ooh. with like the neutral option i think it was and mm. shepherd's basically like you know you need to calm him down like he's your problem yeah. and basically leaves it at that um yeah but yeah they get they they give you some like basic i think you get like a pistol and maybe yeah. like some medi gel to like let yeah. yourself heal well, that's then, something that we do too uh, throughout the game. Is you, we can find other weapons, we can find uh, like perks for our existing weapons. Like I found one that had corrosive ability, so I put that on my shotgun. My shotgun shot poison, and then it like did residual damage on enemies when I shot. I them found with poison. so many. Like I found yeah, same. Uh, armor piercing rounds that I put in Ashley's gun. I found I corrosive bullets in one of my guns, and then there was like high velocity rounds that i put in another gun mm-hmm. fucking kaiden's you... gun kaiden's gun has like uh, a sensor on it so if yeah. people try and jam i can still see them where they are kaya if you open up the equipment screen mm-hmm. next to at the top of the gun there's like two squares yeah um and you basically move the cursor up to those squares and press a and it will show you all of the mods that you have available so yeah I just thought it auto-installed when you found it. I never installed mm, any of those. Because yeah, there's like, it gets to the point where for one, in, in theory, for one gun, you could have like four different types of bullets and three mods, mm. but you can only install one of each. Right. And you can like, say you're going against a different enemy, you could be like, oh, I'm going to take out my corrosive and put on armor piercing and like right. change it that way. You also have like different uh, weapons. Like I found a red and white sniper that had better, it had like better damage and better like uh, rate of fire, but the the accuracy was a little lower. So I found some other options for weapons too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is now when we get a cutscene to cutting to Nihilus because he mm-hmm. had kind of left ahead of us when we were jumping off of the ship, and he's kind of tucked away behind uh, a wall. And as he turns the corner, he sees another Turian. And it, it seems from his demeanor that this is like someone familiar and he gets introduced as Saren. And as they're having a conversation, he's wondering why Saren's there. Saren said the council thought you needed some more help. And Saren walks behind him and then turns around and we don't see it at this moment, but we cut back to our character and we hear a gunshot, assuming that Saren shot 
nihilist in the back of their head. I am a sucker for this kind of continuity where mm. it because it gives that impression where like as the as Shepherd, you're like, oh, the moment that Nihilus gets shot, this is where I am. And so yeah. it kind of puts into context the timing of everything. You're not just you're not just discovering Nihilus's body. You're actually like processing yeah. you hear the gunshot and you're like, where, oh my god, where were our character then? at when they heard that gunshot? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, I thought Nihilus was gonna be an important character. So <laughs> I was just surprised uh, he died. I was like, "Oh shit!" I thought he important. was a main ass character. Yeah, nope. I, I honestly, um, I expected him to become like a Spectre mentor to Shepard later in the game. Like, if we became part of the Spectre, I thought he was going to be like our mentor yeah, and kind of take I, us through everything. Yes, I thought he was going to be like, oh, "I'm going to take you under my wing" because he's the one who's like, "You have to prove to me that you need to be a Spectre." And I yeah. was like, "Oh, okay." Clearly, he it's, wasn't a very good Spectre either because he got fucking shot and dad. It's fucking. Okay, big that's not his fault. <laughs> I know he, he, he trusts Saren. Saren turns it back on the enemy. Yeah, he didn't know Saren was a Philoturian. Saren was a, Saren was a Spectre too, so like they thought he was fine, but. Saren is fucking crazy. And again, looking at this guy, you know, he has big bad guy energy. He also looks like a geth. Yeah, he like, has like weird he has technology like, in his face. In his cheek, he has like the metal. And then right before he kills Saren, his eyes light up blue. So I wonder like, I don't know, is is he like, was he like programmed by the geth to be like a la-da-da? Or is he actually Saren? Because they're like, mm-hmm. Saren's our best soldier. He wouldn't do this. Blah blah blah, yeah. blah 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 but maybe the geth just like you know filled him with technology and now he's a murdering machine filled him with geth goo oh huh, yeah definitely something going on um yeah. but then this is that scene that you was referencing uh kai when we get to the bridge and we find nihilus's body and the characters are basically like oh my god nihilus and then shepherd's like no time to mourn uh we have shit to do <laughs> we got shit to <laughs> yeah. do let's go um, and Do this it. is where, interestingly, so I found um, there's a group of farmers that you can find just after yeah. that gunshot gets heard. Mm-hmm. And if you go and talk to them, you can press one of the guys and then he reveals that there's a smuggling ring. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, like I had a pistol. And you're like, I chosen, there was an option to be like, don't fucking lie to me. Like, I'm giving you one more chance. Like, tell me yeah. what you actually have. And he's like, oh, if you go in there, there's like grenades. And he tells you about his contact, Cole, who is mm. in the um, dock area where the, basically where Nihilus gets shot. And you could come across Cole. He's the one who tells you that a Turian killed this Turian. And mm. so you're like, oh, okay, well, that must be another Spectre. Why would a Spectre kill another Spectre? Yeah, they also gave me a really cool pistol too. Interesting. They have a locker in there that I... requires electronics to unlock, and I don't have electronics, so I couldn't unlock it. Oh, where do I you? I just got uh, how do you change weapons? In the equipment. Is it also that's just same, in that's the same equipment menu? Would... Yeah, mm. that's same. So when you have other ones, like if you're on sniper, because it'll have like a, a circle of weapons that you can scroll through, and if mm. you're on sniper, above it will be like the multiple different options of of sniper. Um, I I got so many of the striker pistol. I have like sixteen striker pistols for. Turn them into like Omni Jail, bro. No, that's what I've been doing. But I, I've gotten like all the weapons I keep finding are that damn striker pistol. Also, be honest, like, they don't do a good job explaining any of this shit. They yeah, really, like, really figured don't. Out. 
Um, yeah, also, the option to turn weapons into Omnigel is fucking wild. I still don't know what Omnigel what does. What is Omnigel? Yeah. It seems like a currency that you need to do certain stuff. Okay. Um, but either way, so we get this um, get this cutscene, right. we find out... Oh, go on, Jared. I was going to explain to you what Omnigel is. Yeah, yeah. So Omnigel is a technological material with a wide variety of applications. <laughs> Omnigel mm. is composed of common reusable uh, industrial plastics, ceramics, and light alloys kept in a semi-molten state. It can be obtained by looting scavenging, uh, purchasing it. Uh, so you just melt down guns you're and melting stuff and down then the repurpose the... Right, yeah. okay. Um, fair enough, okay. So now we talk to this guy and, you know, we can kind of push him about the smuggling ring and he explains that the Turian went across the bridge and so now yeah. our mission is to chase this Turian. So now we are tasked with going across the bridge and hunting down Saren and figuring out what his deal is and why the hell he killed Nihilus. Uh, it's interesting on this way, we, we run into some new Geth, some Geth shock troopers and Geth destroyers. And I think this is the, this, the point in which we have to disarm like three or four bombs that are around too. Uh, I believe it's four. Four. Yeah, four. Yeah. Uh, uh, I did this with two seconds left because I got lost I, and I couldn't find okay. the other bombs. Okay, no. It's not that you got lost. It's that it's the stupidest fucking level design in the fucking world. It's There's four fucking bombs you have to do. And then when mm. you walk to the other side, you're at a train station. And so there's yeah. two on one side. And then you walk over and there's like a platform that goes down and a stairwell that goes down and around. And there's an enemy standing in the hallway where the stairwell is. And you're like, oh, there's an enemy there. That must be the way I need to go because I'm further progressing. Yeah. And the fucking – you have, like, little flags on your uh, on your map that come up. And so when you go down there, they're still fucking there, and they're on your left. And so you're, like, digging through these fucking stairwells. You're, like, going under the stairs. You're trying to figure out where they are. And I was like, I have like two minutes left. I don't know what the fuck is happening. And then I realized they were back the other way. So you have to go back up the stairs, back around on the left side of the platform where there weren't any enemies. And then that's where they are. It doesn't make any sense. I'm glad you had a similar problem because that's what it is. You go across this bridge, it was like a fork. So I went down there, I went down the stairs, but the flag looked like it was where I was. And I couldn't, it was on the opposite side of the wall of where I was standing. And I literally took a picture of it. I had two seconds after I finished that mission when I passed it. It's just terrible level design. It's... Yeah, did you Shocking have any issues like with that. this 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 bomb diffusing, Ben? Um, I don't want to say no, but no, I didn't. Um, that's, okay. that's fine. That's fine. It's my my only thing is that so I I very much liked um. There's like a a narrow area with like bits of metal all the way down it. So I was using Caden and Ashley and pressing the Q and E to position them in the area so that we were slowly advancing down the pit towards the bomb because this enemy yeah. shooting at you. The one thing that annoyed me is that um, a actually two things annoyed me. A, I why did I say two and then a? Firstly, 
<laughs> Firstly, um, I, you can't disarm the bombs while you have a weapon in your hand. So I had to find the button on my keyboard to holster my weapon. Right. Um, and would... secondly, Shepard seems to be the only one who can disarm these bombs, which, I mean, fine, is the main character, but yeah. I would send Ashley or Caden to the bomb, like give <laughs> that like command to advance, it. and they're just standing by it. And I'm like, bro, I am shooting people. Just disarm the fucking bomb. Why are you not disarming it? And Caden spends his whole time talking about how he's like, oh, I'm bio not like biotically engineered and I have like I can do yeah. this and I can do that. And it's like, yeah, but you can't disarm a fucking bomb. Like You don't want why? that shit exploding. You, you you need to get it done yourself. I never even thought about any of that. I was like, Yep, I'm I the main character, therefore I'm bomb man. Bombs. I, I will was, say in Ben's in Ben's defense, like having the ability to like send characters off, you might think like, cool, you go do that while I go do this. But it's so inconvenient to try to send characters anywhere. Oh no, I don't. I don't do it. That I. So tell me what it is. I don't know. I never. I never tried. That's <laughs> just like interesting. This. So on the on the keyboard, Q is, I think Q's Ashley advance and E is Kaiden advance. Z, which sounds complicated, but it's literally below the A and the S on the keyboard. You're right, so, it does right. sound complicated. <laughs> so basically, it's like Ten fingers either like side. Button. It's either side of the forward button is to send them in a certain direction, oh. and then just below the back button is but, to command them to shoot a certain enemy if you want to prioritize yeah. a certain enemy. Oh my god, then, the enemies die so quickly. In this. You could kill the enemy by the time that you assign someone to kill well, an enemy. The controller is so complicated because you have to use the D-pad. So you're stopping your momentum. You're using D-pad, but you still yeah, have to aim where it. you're pointing Mouse it with the right analog sounds stick. a little bit easier because just like diagonally below D is the C button and that's mm. to command them to rally back up to you and follow you. So if they go off yeah. in a certain direction, you can press that button, and they'd be like, "Come back," and they come back. See, in my mind, like I'm, I'm like have a keyboard in my head, and I'm like, "There's no way all my fingers can get to those." Especially no. where I'm like in the heat of battle, there's no way my hands. Not a, going not that a quick. fucking chance. No. It's like <laughs> it sounds complicated, but hang on, let me. Oh, I'll show and tell here, Ben. I just turned my keyboard off so I don't accidentally. Uh, just... <laughs> <laughs> so that's, the recording. That's W. Yeah. Uh-huh. Those two commands. E. The fin, uh-huh. and then. Okay, that, so they're all just in like the... Then, no, but okay, that doesn't make sense though. So like what, you like have to hit Q, but then you have to click on an enemy with your mouse? No, so the way it works is that basically, um, like say it it uses the crosshair. So wherever your crosshair is pointing... So you, you just move the crosshair, crosshair over to the and then you click that. Yeah, and then you click Z and it will do that. And if you point it behind a certain wall and press E, press Q, they'll go behind that wall. So it kind of does that mechanic. Interesting. Well, after we defeat all of the geth that are around the the beacon here, Caden decides he wants to get nosy, and he's like, oh, let me walk close to this glowing beacon and see what happens. Yeah, just before that, we saw um, Saren is the one who gives the order to, he's like, destroy the colony, cover our tracks, that's why the charges are there. He's talking to the geth, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then he gets on like some weird uh, electric Mm. train platform fin. And he interacts with the beacon, and we see him being lifted up, yeah. and then there's like a flash of green, and he's like, oh, okay. And then he leaves, he gets in the giant hand ship, that's when you find out it's not a dragon hand, it's actually a ship. <laughs> that's, that's, okay, that's not Caden. Caden's the guy that's with us. That's No, that's Saren, Saren. that's what I said, yeah. Saren, yeah. 
Caden so, initially. Some, someone said Caden. No, I said yeah, Caden because yeah. Caden goes afterward. He interacts with the beacon yeah. after. That's when we grab Caden and pull him back. We get to. We get. Oh, there. that's not what happened in my game. Oh, okay. So in our all right in our game, Saren does that. He fucks off. We get there yeah. moments later, and we're like, oh, he isn't here. And Caden's like, oh, this must be the beacon. This is incredible. Like Prothean oh. Prothe- technology. He walks towards it and he starts to be like lifted up a little bit. And then Shepard's like, Caden, no. And she like grabs him, throws him back, gets caught up gets in the beacon. Down. She gets lifted up. That same green burst comes out, but then the beacon is blown up and destroyed. Yeah, so so in my game, it's not it's not Caden that goes to, towards the beacon. It's the girl that we oh, brought with us. It's Ashley. Ashley's the one oh, who goes towards the beacon. And she starts getting fucked up by the beacon and starts getting pulled up. And then Shepard grabs Ashley and throws her out of the way. And then he gets uploaded. And then later on the ship, Ashley's there. And she's like, I'm so sorry that I caused all of this to happen to you. Mm, like, if I wouldn't have. And then your response is like, well, there's no way you would have known. So, like, don't yeah. be That's too hard on yourself. That's the exact same conversation we have, but with Caden. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe I should just keep playing the original. This is interesting. <laughs> like, the weird the choice. Yeah, just the weird choices they decided to make in the new one. Like, I just kind of want to, you know. See it out. Yeah. Hey, Maybe people hey. hated Ashley so much, they literally, like, 86 her scenes out of the, the remake. It's very, the it's like, very <laughs> possible. Um, but now we are on the Normandy and tasked ahead to the Citadel. Uh, did you guys do any exploring on Normandy? Talk to anybody in here at all? No, uh, very briefly. They- just you kind of trying to figure out what to do because I, I know they yeah. tell you to go talk to joker to go to the citadel but i'm gonna be honest in that i was just like well i'll just start talking to people from here until i get to where i need to be yeah that's people yeah. exactly what i do yeah. you wake up in the medical ward and you're knocked um, out from the the beacon yeah the blast has killed you knocked you out well, not killed you blast has knocked you out and you've seen all of these <laughs> you're dead visions <laughs> you've seen all these visions of death and destruction yeah. and fire um and you can explain that to captain anderson yeah um, i did later on when you're in the citadel but yeah i just i went and spoke to ashley and had that whole conversation where i was like you know you deserve to be here blah 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 mm-hmm. and just kind of like i did i spoke to some people here and there and then was like well i guess i guess i best go talk to joker and, and sort this yeah. out like you, you can talk to caden and caden yeah. talks about um the guy who died jenkins he's like oh it yeah. sucks and you know blah 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 uh, and you talk to joker and joker's like basically it's just like hey i'm gonna put the ship down and mm-hmm. he they go through that whole process there's this like massive cinematic cut scene so we get a really cool cut scene of going into the citadel you like the normandy looks like a normal ass spaceship and then you head towards this fin that looks like a like a radar dish or like a satellite or something like what is that the citadel that big circle with the panels coming off yes that's the citadel that's the citadel um so we land there and then immediately it crosses over to uh shepherd and the two people the team Mm. captain anderson and uh ambassador something i forget his name yeah uh i don't remember them either uh, very angry they, Indian man. Yeah, that's who he is to me. But he he's uh, he's the he's ambassador the of the alliance, mm-hmm. and he's talking to the council, and he's like, you know, we need to meet and we need to just discuss Saren and the Geth and all of this stuff. And the council were like, we don't believe you. Saren yeah. is our top guy. He would never do that. 
and yeah, pretty much. The, the ambassador's like, I demand action, and they're like, ha, you demand nothing, and then they cut the call. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that, basically, yeah. we're there because um, we were the ground team who were present at Eden Prime when the Geth attacked, and so we're there to kind of bolster the, the validity of everything yeah. we're saying. There's also kind of a conversation around the fact that, you know, this was supposed to be our, like, representation of if we're capable of being a, um, uh, a specter. And the the guy is like, well, I mean, clearly this mission did not go well. I don't know how that's going to yeah, work for fucking, you. Fuck this guy, right? Because he's like, yeah. he says something and he's like, oh, you know, this was supposed to be a simple mission to prove that mm-hmm. a human could be a scepter. And he's like, you've gone and fucked it up. And I was like, well, hang on, what? And I think this is where I went a bit renegade because you get the option of what you, how you're going to respond to the council saying they don't take the claims of Saren seriously. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if the council ain't going to fucking kill him, I'll kill him. And yeah. immediately the ambassador's like, well, calm down, hang on, like you're not going to fucking do anything. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. I was like, I'll take, I'll take Saren down. I got no problems with that. No qualms with shooting Saren. Bad guy is bad. Bad guy must be stopped. He killed Nihilus. Yeah, I kept. I mean, we kept threatening to kill Saren, and literally everyone around us every time was like, "Okay, sweaty, good luck." Yeah, Yeah. literally everyone's like, "You're not going to kill him. He is the greatest fucking specter that's ever lived." Yeah. Well, Uh, but yeah, that that is a wrap on this section of Mass Effect that we're going to cover in this this first episode. But how do you guys feel? Let's go through our our thoughts of of how you felt about this section. I'll go first. Benji, start okay. us off. Uh, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's just enough space that it isn't like daunting. Do you know what I mean? Because like it's not okay. Well, like we we're being bombarded with these terms and everything, but it's at a pace yeah. that's easy enough to understand. Like it's easy to follow the Geth and the Turians and why the Turians aren't liked. It's not like Here's two million years worth of space knowledge for you to understand. Yeah. Um I like the the dialogue options. It's very old school bioware, it's very early Dragon Age. That's sort of what I loved about those games. It does have that issue where the dialogue dialogue options don't fully represent the tone, but knowing that they go like good, neutral, bad, that's gonna kind of help me judge based off of the path I want to go, like, regardless of the words, do I want the good option or the bad option? Um, I can only say this for the combat on the PC. Like, combat's been fine. Um, Everything to do with assigning orders to squad mates, having them use their abilities, and when I want them to do stuff, sort of been really fine, really fluid. Haven't experienced any issues so far. Um... And I'm just kind of curious to see where it goes, really. I mean, we're only like maybe an hour, hour and 15 into the game. Super fucking early days. like, yeah. And it, it, it's setting up for this like almost grand interspecies war where basically we're either going to have to defy the council and stop the Spectre, but then obviously that will potentially put us at war with the council because the Spectres are like their sort of high elite soldiers and so it seems like there's going to be a lot of space politics involved of like you know how can we stop him without pissing people off blah 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 blah. 
Um, and I'm here for that. I'm 100% yeah. here for that. I'm here for space politics. <laughs> I'm here for all the space. Yeah, there's going to be lots of space politics once we get to the Citadel. So. Yeah, so, so far, first impressions. Citadel, rather. Um, yeah, so far, first impressions, good. Very good. Okay, how do you feel? The premise is very interesting, and I am invested to see where it goes. The gameplay, not my favorite, uh, but maybe it's because I'm playing the old version, and so who knows? Um, I am I am really torn whether I should continue playing the original Xbox 360 <laughs> version for the interest of content or move over to the new one just to save myself some pain. Um, but no, I think it's very reminiscent of a bunch of games that came out of this time. I've never played Bioware games. Um, as I said before, the main one I know of is Anthem. Um, I vaguely remember playing this beginning of this game at some point in the past and enjoying it and enjoyed it again. And it does remind me a lot of Andromeda, um, mm. which is like the gameplay, the style, which is obviously it's the same shit. So that doesn't that doesn't surprise me whatsoever um i think once i understand better how to actually function within the menu systems and like the rpg <laughs> elements fair. it'll become more interesting uh i mean we are only an hour in and this was the prologue so it's like yeah. it's hard to judge really anything but like i still want to play so that's that's a positive that's good. That's um i think that they're the cinematic like cutscenes that are in engine in this game are not graphically amazing but i yeah. think a lot of the camera work that they do is very interesting and there's a lot of very mm. cool like shots that they decided to put in here which i found very entertaining um like there's this whole shot where they have like this giant fucking pistol ship thing with like a blue orb in it and like a ship comes flying in from like bottom left and then like hooks around i don't know it's just like cinematically very interesting choices when it comes to yeah the mass relays um yeah, you know, I, I'm not so crazy about the whole, like, RPG not explaining the world, just throwing you into it, and then, mm -hmm. like, expecting you to kind of, like, pick up things here and there of, like, like just explain to me who the fuck a Turian is, and explain to me, yeah. like, I don't want to have to have the dialogue option to ask the question, I guess, is my problem, where it's, like, I... I feel like it's like you can investigate and learn more about yeah. these things. And it's like, can you just give me the basic information? Right. Because if I investigate, it's going to cause me to have to go through a minute long dialogue where I get way too much information. But if I don't do the yeah. investigation, I have no fucking clue who any, right. who any of these people or, are. Or the on. other option is like the co the codex, but then you're reading codex. Like, yeah. And I, like, I don't want to exactly. I don't want to sit there and fucking read for, you know, 10 minutes about the, like I, that's when I stopped reading. After I read the timeline in the beginning, I was like, that was a lot of information that seems very mm -hmm. erroneous yeah. and like unnecessary. Like, I do not need to be... I'm not going to be soaked within the lore of the Mass Effect world. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, yes. There's definitely, there's definitely in a 2135, sure. that's when the Turians evaded the planet. And that's when it's just like, okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's a lot of information here. Uh, but generally, yeah. There's a reason Mass mm. Effect is widely popular. Uh, it's an interesting world. I'm looking forward to continue playing it. Yeah. No, this, this is good. I'm, I'm glad we have these varying um, perspectives on this, Ben, with your experience with Bioware, 
RPGs in Dragon Age and Kai not really playing it before uh, that I actually didn't get into in the beginning. But I've I played these games. I played all three and Andromeda and really, really enjoyed the experience because it felt like it just one kind of narrative through line, which each of the games kind of feeling like a different arc in this overarching story. So it, I really love that about that game. I can see from somebody going in that doesn't have any information or hasn't played these that the game does not explain things to you <laughs> very well. Especially, yeah. I, I think that the information they did give us, if you have like a little bit of knowledge of, of the world is fine. But then if you don't know anything, like you said, Turians forcing you to kind of like go through the codex and everything, Granted, in the Legendary Edition, it does read those paragraphs out to you. So maybe that's a little more digestible for people that kind of want like an audiobook. Yeah, that want to dive more into this lore, that really want to learn about the Prometheans and really want to dive into each of one of these races. But if you don't, you don't get a ton of information about them. But as we go through, we'll start peeling more ba- peeling back the layers on these characters and on this lore too. Um for me, it was like I love this game and it was I haven't played this game since high school. So it's been a long time since I've jumped into Mass Effect and it was just like it was riding a bike. It felt good to be back into the world. We talked about the intro cinematic, but like as soon as that Mass Effect title popped up, I was like, OK, cool. I'm here. Like you've you got me. <laughs> you've, you've, you've hooked me already. I'm already interested in re-experiencing this for sure. Um, the gameplay and the, the combat, again, in the first one is clunky. That's kind of its trope is if you can get past, like, if you're interested in the narrative, you can get past a little bit of the clunkiness with the kind of controls and the UI of Mass Effect. Mass Effect 2 fixes a lot, has a lot of quality of life things when it comes to the combat. So um, it's fine. I, I don't I don't think it's, it's great. It's definitely better on the Legendary Edition for sure. But I'm excited. I'm excited to play through this. I'm excited to kind of relive some of these narratives. And more importantly, I'm excited to see how you guys feel about the game because... I think it's cool. I like this game. It's fun. Yep. That is all for today for Mass Effect. In the next episode, we will be tackling chapter one, which is the Citadel. And essentially, at least for the time being, if we start getting in these chapters and we see their pace a little bit differently, we may change the schedule. But for the time being, essentially, a chapter will be an episode. We'll be covering uh, one chapter each episode. Again, if it's too short, that's fine because our we do fucking two hour episodes anyways <laughs> we have shorter episodes that's not necessarily a problem but in the next episode we will be tackling chapter one which is exploring the citadel and trying to expose Saren. but thank you all for listening thanks for getting to the end of the episode as always like i said in the beginning be sure to check our link tree below that has all of our socials and everything down there we have a, a discord as well so if you want to join conversations if you want to talk about some mass effect i'm curious to know your guys experience i know there's some people in our discord that literally have just played mass effect for the first time so i'm excited to have conversations with yes. yes but until then we will see you next week with chapter one instead of no peace out guys bye, bye. bye.